Are you looking for food truck books to read, but you're starting to feel overwhelmed with all the content? Or maybe you're trying to find answers to your questions, but you realize you haven't asked the right questions to get those answers. Well, you're in luck. I wrote the book, Before You Launch a Food Truck, Eight Questions Every Aspiring Food Trucker Should Ask. For the past five years, I have been studying the food truck industry and been a diehard food truck customer. And in the process of that, I've learned a lot about what makes a good food truck stand out among the rest. I took eight of those key concepts and created a book where I could have curbside conversations with each of you about them. What makes this book different is not only that it's digestible and designed to not overwhelm you, but it also propels you into action. You can purchase Before You Launch a Food Truck today at thefoodtruckscholar.com shop in paperback and ebook format, as well as on Amazon. For every copy purchased, I'm donating a copy to organizations committed to helping formerly incarcerated individuals re-enter society, particularly those that are interested in starting their own food business. So, Buy a copy today to help yourself and someone else get rolling and keep trucking. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Food Truck Scholar Podcast, brought to you by Eokra. I'm your host, Ariel D. Smith, and I appreciate you for choosing to kick it with me for yet another episode. The food truck industry is full of many challenges and losses that aren't always talked about. But even more important are the ways many are able to rebuild from the ashes. And today's guest has literally done just that. Last summer, I had the privilege to meet Asia Aki, owner of Aki's Chicken and Tacos in Indianapolis, Indiana. When I met her, it was just weeks after her food trailer caught on fire and she found herself having to rebuild all over again. I am proud to report that since that conversation, Asia is back and better than ever. But hey, it's been a journey to get here. And today, with her permission, we're going to share part of that journey. So for now, sit back and relax. The show starts now. Are you a food truck app, event organizer, manufacturer, or industry stakeholder that needs to get the word out about your food truck product, service, or next event? The Food Truck Scholar Podcast is now open to sponsors for individual episodes and seasons. Visit thefoodtruckscholar.com to apply to be a sponsor. Welcome back to the Food Truck Scholar Podcast. Let's dive in to the main dish discussion. A little bit of backstory. I got a friend of mine, uh, Matt Bestage. He runs the Guac Box up here in West Lafayette. And that's how I actually found out about you. And he said that he had been looking to connect with you and to try some of your tacos. So I'm so glad that I got a chance to get connected to you through him. So can we talk about how you got involved in cooking? Like how did this become something that was a passion and then it became a business for you? I was around my great grandmother a lot. As a child, and she cooked and dinner and Thanksgiving, Christmas. So I just really just learned how to cook being an older child and being around my grandparents. And as I got older, I had kids, so I cooked. And then 
once I jumped off into the restaurant, cooking, cooking tacos, and going into my own business, it basically just started by me cooking at home. One day I had a get-together in my house, my family and the kids, and I made tacos. And everybody likes tacos. So they was like, I didn't I didn't go off of it right then and there. So I just started looking into what should I how should I get into the business of renting a kitchen or, you know, somewhere where I can start cooking. And one day I had went to Chicago and I got stranded. And we came back and my my phone was off. So we had went to a twenty four hour cellular store. We were I rode past and I said it's a restaurant. And it was just like God telling me, there go, right there. It's right there. So ever since then, I just, I went ahead and started writing it down on paper, getting an LLC done, and I went forward and rented out the space, built the kitchen, and I went, went for Aki's Chicken and Tacos, and that's how I started cooking tacos. And how long ago was that when you started with the tacos? I started my business February 2018, but I didn't launch until October 2018. Just over two years old. So happy belated anniversary to you. Thank you. I love it. So now, why tacos? I, I know people loved it, and we all do tacos at some point, but how did the tacos just stick and become your signature thing? Because you got a lot of things on your menu. Yeah, it didn't always start like that. I started small. I only started with tacos, nachos, and tacos at first. So the menu did grow over time. I chose tacos because nobody, nobody in my, shall I say, black people, no one is cooking tacos, like authentic Mexican tacos. So that's what made me stand out from other chefs because most, like on businesses that run restaurants and soul food or seafood. It's never another, what's the word I'm looking for? It's never another culture that they're diving into to make, make dishes for, for people to eat good dishes. It's always the same. So that's what just made me go for tacos. And I can cook them. I know the recipe. I've been to Mexico. So it's just like the culture. Of it. I just like the culture. They have a lot of food. They have a lot of taste, a lot of flavors, spices things I like to play with. So I just thought that that would be different for me to go ahead and jump in the taco thing. And so what was it like when you first started and as an African-American woman, you're cooking tacos? What was that experience like? What was the reviews that started coming in for you? Oh, girl, that's for the kids. Girl, like black people, they always got to ask you a question about it. They want to get personal. So when I open, people will be like, well, you can't make tacos like Mexicans. This ain't going to taste good. The basic thing what people would say. And I just, I, I would never say anything. I would never say anything. Like, I would come back and be like, oh, I got the best tacos. I never said it. So once they taste it, all oh, they'll start coming back. So the next time, they'll be like, them tacos were so good. I won't, I'm never going back to Mexico. I stay here. So I just give, let people taste it first. Because people always don't talk about me. They, they they ask me, am I Spanish descent? Or they they ask they ask personal questions. So where my head at? Which is this? Or if I'm just faking, or I have somebody else cooking in the back. So that's where that's where that lies at. Yeah, and when it comes down to food, there's always um, questions of authenticity. 
of, okay, so what is mm. your right to make food? I, I've seen this happen in a lot of different spaces. For example, there's a group of African-Americans that make tacos in California and Los Angeles. And then it be, and mm-hmm. a lot it of people, is. yep. And a lot of people don't always understand uh, the cultural relationships between African-American and primarily Mexican-American culture in LA. So you have to understand mm-hmm. the layout of LA and the history of LA to understand how so much of the culture and not just African-Americans and Mexican-Americans, but also uh, Filipino, also Korean. There's a lot of different cultural exchanges that happen in that particular area. There's also um, a restaurant in Georgia that fuses Black and Mexican uh, cuisine. And there's always a question about authenticity. And so there's always that question of what's authentic cuisine and, and what's not and, and who, who can make it and all that type of stuff. Well, maybe I should have said in the end. Most people, they they haven't seen it. And I didn't see it. I didn't see it until I went on the West Coast. When I went to the West Coast, to California, that's when I seen how Black people were out in the street cooking Mexican tacos, like with corn tortillas. Like, I didn't see that because i never been to California because I'm in Indiana. So just going around different places, that motivates you to want to do it, especially if nobody else is doing it where you're at. That motivated me as well to know that I wasn't the only one doing it, but I'm the only one doing it in my state, you see. I feel it. It's just a matter of these are the questions that come up so many times. And I also love the fact that it's happening here in Indiana. And I I love seeing cultural exchanges and this, that, and the third. It provides an opportunity for us to have conversations about food and have conversations about culture and history and how we're inspired by different cuisine and stuff like that that we normally don't always talk about and being able to give folks their props and celebrate each other's cultures. I think it's a it's a really great way. Mm-hmm. I had your Blacksican taco. Actually, <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. Actually, ice. no, I didn't have that one. I had the beer. Yeah, that's the what beer. I had. Yeah. Oh, but I think you had a side of Blacksican sauce. Yes. Yes, I did. That's what it was. I had a side of Blacksican sauce. But my Blacksican item, items more than one. They're my popular items. Anything Blacksican on the menu. When I brought Blacken out, look, I'm gonna tell you the truth. When I had, when I thought about black skin, right, I was, I was so hungry that day. I was so hungry. I didn't even get to eat because I was busy. So I'm just making a taco. I'm like, let me put chicken in steak, put some little, put everything I like on it. Lettuce, no tomato, and uh, sour cream. But I don't, I didn't want the sour cream. I wanted something else. So I was like, I'm going to put a sauce on here. The next day I had balls and sauce playing with it or whatever. It didn't taste right. So, I kept playing with it, kept playing with it. Boom. I came up with the sauce. A customer walked in while I was, yes, I got it, like, happy. So they were like, let me taste that sauce. Let me taste that sauce. And he was like, I like this sauce. You should cook this over menu. The next week, I brought out the black chicken taco, which is steak, chicken, lettuce, tomato, cheese, and black chicken sauce on a corn tortilla. So he just started telling everybody in the area and people was like, I want to try the black chicken taco. It wasn't on the menu yet. So I was basically using more steak than I was chicken because I'm mixing. Like, I didn't have this together, but people was asking for it. So that's how black chicken came apart. And I just started making the quesadillas and the burritos, just adding adding more items with black chicken. So that's how black chicken got popular. 
I was looking at the menu and I was like, ah. Oh. So that's going to be the next thing I get because I loved the tacos I had when I went down to see you. And so the next thing for me to do is actually to get a Blackskin taco. I've had the Blackskin sauce, so now it's time for me to get the Blackskin taco. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's on our agenda. We we gotta make that happen. We gotta make who knows that might be that that might be something I might do for Labor Day. Let let's see what happens. Yeah, I'm pushing. I'm pushing. I'm pushing. As we talk about that, you know, um, unfortunately, the reason why I was able to come down and the reason why I heard about you was actually on some less exciting news or or, or less happy news, should I say? I woke up. On, I don't even remember the day it was, but I, I remember waking up and my friend inboxed me on Instagram. He told me to take a look at your post. And I saw a photo and a couple of small snippets of video of your food truck actually going up in flames early in the morning. Um, and at that point, you was raising funds to actually replace your truck. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Well, my trailer that was burned, it was it was burned in the middle of the night. And when I seen it, it was just like my whole life was is gone. That was my first thought when I seen it. I was just like, my life is gone. And it was just like, I took a couple of days to think about it and figure out what I was going to do and stuff like that. It hurt. It still hurts. I really don't even talk about it. It's kind of like sad. It's sad for me because if I took a loss, it was around Christmas time, and, you know, we got COVID going on and stuff like that. It's just a lot going on, and then my business, the thing that I do every day, like I have a routine, is it's gone. I don't, you know, I don't regret that it happened. It's just it was at the wrong time. But, I mean, I'm doing good, and I'm staying positive about what happened because it's nothing but a blessing. That's, that's all it is. It's just a blessing. It's, it's a stepping stone for me to, you know, open my eyes to, to bigger things that's coming my way. That's that's all it is. And I did try to raise money on GoFundMe. A lot of people did support me. A lot of people that I don't know, a lot of people that been watching me, people from out of state, you know, was, so reaching out to me. And that's what made me just keep being positive and motivated and going forward and don't give up on my food truck business because it, it's just it's just gonna open doors and instagram when i posted it on instagram a lot of other food trucks were reaching out to me and that just made me feel so good because i I look at them on my instagram and i was like oh i'm gonna go there and go eat and i don't think that they're paying attention to me but when that happened, it was just like, dang, they really, they've been watching me. People really look up to me. And that, and, and that's a wonderful feeling because I put a lot of work, a lot of hard time into building my business and building my brand. And New Year is coming along. I have recently purchased a trailer and I'm still working on it. And I'm trying to get it out in the spring of 2021. Right now, I'm mostly fo- focusing on the back end of the business. I'm pushing merch out at the beginning of the year. I have t-shirts, try to raise money to build up my new food truck. Other than that, I'm just sitting back and getting my thoughts together and trying to run a new brand out when I, when I bring out the 2021. 
So first of all, the one thing I want to make sure I do is I acknowledge how difficult it can be to talk about something that is your heart, that is your passion. So I want to first uh, say thank you for being willing to share. I know that that is a very hard experience and it could be a traumatic experience. I know I want to cry, girl. I, I hope I don't sound like I was about to cry because, you know, I'm hurt. Girl, we had people cry on the show before. It's, it's, it's what happens. You're, you're a human. It's a real thing. I've really just been staying away from anything that got to do with Taco. Like I said, this is my first time really talking about what happened because I still haven't cried about it. Like, I haven't mourned about it. I I just feel like I just need to put it behind me because if I break down, I'm going to be in this depressed mind state and I'm not going to get anything accomplished. So I haven't even been cooking, like, anything Mexican in the house. I haven't been going to no taco truck. Like, I just don't want to, I don't want to deal with, I just want to see progress. So maybe once I see progress, I can, you know, move past it all the way and I can open up and talk about it more as far as my feelings because this, it, it, it really, you know, stopped a lot in my household financially. It, it really stopped a lot. But, I mean, it hasn't stopped everything. Things are still going, but it's, it's just hard because that was a mainstream of income for me. I don't have another job or nothing. I did this six days a week, 12 hours a day, this, this every day. Sometimes I ain't even see my kids. I ain't get to do homework. Or I can't, as soon as I get up, we get up. We, I'm, I'm on a day in school. I'm, I'm at the store. I'm trying to get supplies. I'm, I'm running here, running there. Getting flyers made, put, passing them out to people, going to gas stations, giving them to people, talking to people, advertising my business. This is what I do. This is how my business grown. So now when I go out, I don't even want to talk about it. Like, people are like, look, they're going to talk to a lady. I'm at Walmart. They're going to talk to a lady. And I was like, hey, y'all, I can't wait to get some tacos. I get in the car. I'm sad. Like, people don't see that, but... It's real. Like that's how I'm dealing with it. I'm dealing with it like that, and it's 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 really messed up because right now, even though it's the winter and this is the slow time for food trucks right now in the winter time, even though it would have been slow for me, it stopped a lot of things that I was already that I had in motion for my winter. You know, you know, I I had things going on, so I I didn't get a chance to fulfill that, but. When I open back up, things will be better. It'll be better. And when I open back up, I'm giving away 200 free tacos, bacon chicken. I'm going to have pinatas. We're going to bust the pinatas. I'm going to have money in them. Everybody to get a gift card. You know, I'm gonna, when I come back out, it's just going to be love. It's going to be love. It's going to be love. I'm excited. I, I want to get down there because I, I always wanted to break a piñata open, and that was a childhood thing that I never got a chance to do. So <laughs> I, I'm excited oh, for girl, that. Oh, well, girl, you got to be there so you can bust this piñata because I'm going to have three of them so everybody get a chance. We adults, so you might hit it on the first time, on the first swing. So we gonna have, I'm going to have about three of them. We're going to take pictures. I'm, I'm going to give back because, you know, I was blessed to have another chance to do this. You know, it could have just, it could have just went south. Everything could have went south. This could have, my, my trailer got burned up and it, it just would have been the end, you see. But it, it God makes make ways for you. So I had to just turn that negative into a positive. So when I come back, 
it's people that miss me. People still check up on me now. They can still come call me or inbox me. Some people come to my house and knock on the door and ask them I'm okay. So when I open, I want to give people, since y'all been missing me, I'm going to give you tacos. It's just going to be a love family thing. Black chicken, we're here. I'm, I'm here to stay. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's the part that I love about your story is that the push forward. And I think a lot of people are going to draw inspiration from it because in in this business and in any business, life happens and you don't know when it's coming and how it's going to hit. But then it comes. And at that moment, you got a choice. You can you can give up or you can keep going. Mm-hmm. And it's totally OK to cry. Like, I know we all deal with things differently. But I would I would say this to you as if it was one of my closest friends is it is all right to grieve that loss. So that's what it was. Just like and, and let that out. It's all right to grieve it. Just once you finish grieving, go and look at that red trailer. I stay away from it. I dropped that mug off and I left. I said, call me when it's done. Call me when it's done. I don't even want, I don't even want to look at it. Like, I mean, cause it just hurt me because I'm like my last one. It wasn't the best. It wasn't brand thinking new, but it was mine. I paid for it cash. Uh, it's mine. This only if I got nothing else, this is mine. And all the days that I done stayed and working, smelling like onions and, you know, laughing and mad and whatever. Like I spent most of my life in here, like for the past year. So it was like it's just hurt. It's like when you when your dog dies, you hurt. And you know what? Hey, we're gonna support you however we can. I look forward to the day that is fully outfitted and ready to go. I got you, girl. I'm gonna call you and tell you. I'm gonna send you some pictures. <laughs> you got to get down here with your camera, girl. All right, all right. Let me know. I I will probably more than likely be a customer. I, I won't I won't be there as a as a as a podcaster or as a photographer, but I will be there as a hungry customer, ready to eat. Hey, that's even better. Support. I love it. Listen, listen. I, I'm I'm ready. Like, just let me know. But for those who want to connect with you on social media, so that they can stay in the know for when the taco lady returns, how can they follow you on social media? Follow me on Instagram at the Taco Lady. And I'm on Clubhouse too. Follow me on Clubhouse at the Taco Lady. And I do interact. Follow some follow. So follow the Taco Lady on Clubhouse. And you can also follow the Food Truck Scholar with the at Food Truck Scholar with an A on Clubhouse. So come check us out. And you know what, Asia? I'm excited for you. I'm excited for all the great things that is coming your way. And I can't wait to give me some tacos and break open a piñata, okay? (laughs) Okay. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. Did you save room for dessert? I may be out of time, but I'm definitely not out of material. Make sure you follow the Food Truck Scholar on all social media platforms, including our YouTube channel, and join the All Things Food Trucks Club on Clubhouse. I can't wait to connect with you. But for now, I'm Ariel D. Smith signing off, reminding you to buy local, eat local, and support your neighborhood food truck. I'll see you next week.